Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of this newsletter is going to be discovering what really drives you. Well, this is going to be a really important video coaching newsletter, especially for those of you that are watching this and you don't really know what your purpose is yet. You haven't figured it out, or maybe you're in a career or your business, you kind of feel like it's stagnant, dull, boring, you're not really that excited about it. Because the biggest part of your life where you're going to spend the most amount of time is going to be in your job, your career, or if you're a business owner, an entrepreneur like I am, it's doing what you do to earn your living. And if you get that part wrong, if you're doing something, if you're in a career that just doesn't excite you, if you're working for a company that doesn't excite you, if you've got a business that's not really that exciting and emotionally compelling to you, You've got to figure out, first and foremost, before you choose a career, before you choose a job, before you choose a business, what it is that's actually driving you to do what you do in life. Because once you understand what it is that drives you and gets you up in the morning, the things that you're really excited about, that you're really passionate about, that is really emotion compelling and aligned with your heart, your goals, your values, then either building a business or choosing a career path will be a lot easier and a lot more effortless and you that is the only way you're really going to reach your full potential in life is if you're doing something you have a real massive passion for. And many of you that are going to be watching this are going to think that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, but when we go through this process and I ask you some of the same types of questions that I go through with clients when I'm doing phone sessions with them, you're going to possibly re-examine what it is that you're doing and why you're doing it and maybe decide to start moving in another direction or gravitating in another direction. But before we get into it, i got a quote that I wrote on this topic that I want to share with you. And then I'm going to go through some actual examples with clients that I've worked with and some companies that really have their focus on their vision and their mission. And they have, even though they have thousands of employees, it's like everybody at the company understands with the objective and the whole purpose behind that company's existence. And then when you understand that, it's then you can really get everybody on your team aligned with what it is that you want to do and they'll help you accomplish your vision and your mission in life. And life will be a lot easier, it'll be a lot more fulfilling, you'll be a lot in the long run you'll be a lot more successful at it and obviously you'll make a lot more money at it. Because you got to do something that you really love. If you don't love what you're doing, if you don't wake up every day going, "Oh my god, this is the best thing in the world." You're just simply not going to make the effort to really become all that you're capable of becoming. And so the quote I wrote says, Discovering your driving force and what really drives you to do what you do in life is the essential first step you must complete successfully before choosing any career path to pursue or business to create. Why? If you choose incorrectly, your goals, values, and heart will not be aligned with how you have chosen to spend your life pursuing a mission and purpose that is emotionally compelling to you. Without your heart and emotions being fully engaged, complete, being engaged fully and completely, you'll never do what it takes to become really great at your mission and purpose. Therefore, you'll never reach your full potential and become all that you are capable of becoming. Massive wealth comes from solving really big problems that you are passionate about solving. If you discover your driving force and align your mission and purpose with that, you'll be willing to pay the price and do what's necessary to succeed at the highest level. That is truly a life worth living and loving. So I'm going to give you a few examples here.
Now, if you were to boil down what it is that you do, what motivates you to do what you do, what you're all about, what you perceive yourself to be all about, what your mission and your purposes in life, you should be able to boil that basically down into one simple sentence that can summarize everything. And it's the kind of thing that will bring tears to your eyes, that will give you goosebumps when you think about it, it will make the hair stand up in the back of your neck when you think about doing it and succeeding at the highest level. And so let's take a, a you look at a company like Google. Well, Google was founded on the original premise of how do we organize the world's information and make it instantaneously available to anyone, anywhere on the planet. And they've done a pretty good job of that because they totally dominate the search market worldwide when it comes to, it's like if you need, I mean, literally, if you have to do something or you want to do something, you go to Google and you type it in, and before you even get typing, they've already given you dozens of results that you can see and click on. And for many of you, that's probably how you found out about me, is that you were looking for exactly what I had the answers to that you were seeking. And that's the beauty of Google. Is anybody that has a gift can put it out there on the internet, and it can get indexed by Google, and then anybody else that's looking for what you have to offer can find out about you. Versus like the old way of going about things, which is like maybe advertising in the yellow pages or the phone book or spending a lot of money to advertise. As we'll look at another company, look at a company like Microsoft. When Microsoft was founded, their singular focus, which obviously has expanded just like Google has beyond it, but their original focus was how do we become the intelligence that runs all computers? And so everything Microsoft did was basically about finding a way to get their operating system on pretty much every computer that was being built and manufactured. And they did a pretty damn good job. They became a, they made their founders and a lot of the people that came into the company early multi-multi-billionaires. Bill Gates was, and I don't know if he still is, but he's one of the top three richest people in the world because he relentlessly focused on that one single idea and he got everybody in his company to focus on that as well. And so it's like, I'll give you an example. I was talking to a client the other day about this. And this guy's wanted to go in law enforcement for, I've been talking to him for about a year and a half, two years now, I think, at this point. And what he wanted to do, what's interesting is like what you think you should do or the way you think, it's just like when I started my business, the business that I have now. I had all these preconceived notions because I had a tremendous amount of success when I was in the real estate and the mortgage industry, in the construction industry, buying, fixing, and selling single-family homes for a profit. I had a mortgage company. I had two business partners. We had 40 employees. We had $120,000 a month, monthly overhead. We spent $50,000 a month just on television advertising to advertise and get clients and customers into our business. And between myself and my two business partners, we had seven we had seven companies between us and we were grossing just right around $7 million a year in real estate commissions, loan commissions, title fees, those, those kinds of things, flipping properties. And we did really well at it and we all made a shitload of money at it and did really well. And then I got to a place in my life where I realized that I just no longer had the same internal enthusiasm for the real estate and the mortgage industry that I once had. And then I, was, I sat down and I thought to myself, it's like, okay, if I was going to completely start over, because I was basically in a situation because the real estate market had changed so much, I was going to have to completely change the business model 
that we had in order to adapt to, to the conditions the way the market had changed. And this was back 2004, 2005. And what happened was we were mostly working with first-time home buyers, and it had always in the whole time I've been in the real estate industry, it had always been a buyer's market. There are always more sellers than there were buyers. Well, with all that free money floating around and those no interest, no income, no doc loans, they call them Nina, no income, no asset type of loans. What you had is you had a, you had a lot of people that really didn't qualify for mortgages, but they were going and doing Nina mortgages and going and going to a new home community where they were releasing, say, 100 lots, and they literally had 1,000 people that wanted to bid on those lots. And so what they would do is they would do drawings. So you fill out your name just for the opportunity to buy one of those properties. And so you'd have people that go walk into a new home development, and it would take, say, eight, eight to 10 months to build a house from start to finish from the time you signed a contract till you got your certificate of occupancy and you could take ownership of that property. And so somebody might buy a house for $180,000 and by the time the eight, 10 months had gone by, that house was worth $220,000, $250,000. And so people would just turn right around and flip it to some, some other schmuck that came along and had a no income, no asset verification type of loan. Cause, and then they would keep it for six months or a year, rent it out and then sell it. And so what was happening is that our advertising still worked. It's just our average sales price was like one eighty nine nine. And it was like literally what was amazing and boggled my mind, which was something that never happened in the real estate industry, was that those same houses, which our average sales price was like one eighty nine nine, which is like really where the first time home buyer really kind of qualified for. That was like the average selling price. Those same houses went to three hundred thousand dollars within six months. So we would go and try to make an offer on a property, and there'd be twenty people bidding against us, and they're putting fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand dollars down because that was all the equity. They had gotten from their previous house that they had sold because it had appreciated such a ridiculous amount. So whereas we go out, we'd show three or four properties to a client and we'd find one that they really liked. We'd make an offer and they would get it. Now we go out we go through that same process, make an offer and we might be bidding against 20 other people. And so we would, still, we would end up having to do that five or six times just to find one house where we would get to it first and they would get the property locked up under contract. So you're literally doing five times the work for the same amount of money. And it made things extremely difficult. So I was looking, okay, I've got to either change the business model or potentially liquidate everything and go do something else. So when I looked at it and I sat back and I thought, if I had to start all over again, completely re just imagine I was never even in the real estate industry. And I was right now with all the money that I had, had saved and the assets that I had, if I was to liquidate everything – and think to myself, what would I do if I could do anything and I had to start all over? I thought, would I want to com completely build a brand new real estate company with a different business model? Or would I want to do something else? And I thought about it and what I realized that what really I had a passion for was like the first thing that popped in my mind and my heart was being a mentor, helping people, coaching people. And I was already – when I looked at it, I was already doing that. I mean I used to mentor and tutor at-risk kids in the, in the 90s. And I was mentoring and tutoring people that worked for me. I was helping people, couples that worked for me. I was helping them. I was giving, you know, they would come to me and sit down and say, hey, we're having this problem. We're having this communication issue. What do you think? And I would give them my opinion and they would go and apply it and it would make things better in their relationship. I had friends that were, that were single and they were having problems with women that they were dating and they would ask me, they would tell me what's going on because I had spent so much time studying this, this topic and subject myself 
to help myself, it was easy. I could pinpoint just like I do now with emails when I'm answering people when they're having pickup questions, dating questions, relationship questions. I can read an email or talk to a man or woman for 10, 15 minutes and they tell me their story. I know exactly what's going on. I know exactly what they're doing right. I know exactly what they're doing wrong and I can easily point it out and tell them how to correct that. And so without even realizing it, my passion, my hobby, which was self-help, personal growth, had evolved to the point where I was already helping people for free in essence. And I thought, why don't I write a book? And why don't I start coaching people? But I didn't know how I was going to get to where I ultimately am today. And what was interesting, back in 2005 when I got into the business, what makes my business successful didn't even exist back then. And that's the interesting thing. And it's like most of the time when you decide you're going to go do something and you know you're totally passionate about it and your goals and your values are totally aligned, you don't necessarily know how you're going to get there. You just know what you want and you know why you want it. And the interesting thing was that everything that worked in the real estate and the mortgage industry didn't work. Like if I did a, an infomercial on television, I mean if you're advertising say $150, $200, $300 for a phone session – or you're charging people for emails, you're, you're selling a $10 ebook, you got to sell a shitload of those. Whereas when I would sell a $300,000 house between the loan and the real estate commission, it was like $20,000, $22,000 in commissions that would come in from one transaction. And we would have about 40 to 45 closings a month on the retail side of the business that I was personally involved in. And about half of those came from the television advertising. So you don't really have to have too many of those transactions to cover the $50,000 a month and television advertising. And so it was like when I whether I I took a full page ad out in men's fitness, I'd spend ten grand for that and I would take in maybe five or six thousand dollars. So I was still losing three, four, five thousand dollars on average on a monthly basis every time I advertised for my business. It was the same thing with the internet, paperclip. And it's like what really made my business take off was blogging about what I know and doing email analysis for you know several first several years I was in this business and doing YouTube videos with it. And so people would come to my website and see that I was talking about things that I knew. They could apply it in their own life and go, holy shit, this fucking works. This guy, Corey Wayne, really knows what the hell he's talking about. And so people come and follow me sometimes for several days at a time, several weeks, several months, even several years before they ever get to the point where they make a donation or they buy my ebook, or they book a phone or Skype session with me or they do email coaching. But what kept me motivated through that whole difficult time uh, you know, those first several years when I was struggling to figure out a business model where I was basically spending more money than I was taking in, I had a passion for it. I knew someday I could figure it out because there were plenty of self-help people out there, Wayne Dyer, Tony Robbins, Deepak Chopra, Zig Ziglar, all these guys had very successful self-help businesses. But I wasn't really into doing this business the same kind of way that they did. I wanted to carve out my own niche and do things the way I wanted to do it. And I'm glad that I went through the process that I went through and things were so difficult because the business model I have now is so different than what all those other guys have and it's a lot more effective. And in the long run, I'm going to completely dominate the self-help market because I give away everything that I know. I want to help them because there's people in Africa, it's like $10. They can't afford 10 bucks for an ebook. I might make 50 or or $100 a month. I'd rather help that guy maybe 10 years from now. He throws me 20 bucks or something like that or he books a phone session. I want to make a difference in the world. To me, it's like so my driving force, what drives me to do what I do is I don't like to see people suffer. When I look at somebody's eyes and I see that sadness 
and they're not happy, whether their relationship sucks or they're miserable in their career, their job or their business, or they're just out of weight, they're out of shape, overweight, and they don't feel good. I really am empathetic. I really feel for people because it's like I, at one point or another in my life, I've been in their shoes. I've looked through their eyes. I know what they're thinking. I know what they're feeling. I know what they're going through. And to me, I don't want people to suffer. It brings me great satisfaction and joy, especially like when I get emails or I talk to people and they tell me how much what I do has helped them. I like helping to alleviate pain that people suffer from and, and, and basically help people live great, fulfilling lives. That's what drives me to do what I do. It's the mo most fulfilling thing I've ever done in my life, but it was also the hardest thing to get to the place that I am now where I enjoy the su success that I enjoy. It was more difficult than everything I had ever done in the construction industry, in the real estate industry, in the mortgage industry. But because I had a passion for it, I was willing to go through those lean times where I was basically spending more money. I was spending money to work in essence. I was, I was paying out. My, my expenses were re exceeding my revenues and I was just whittling away the money that I had. And I got down basically to my, the last $20,000 in assets that I had from being a multimillionaire. And, I, and I, I didn't care because I knew eventually in the long run that I would earn all that back and a thousand times more than that. And I'd be able to affect people's lives and change people's lives and help people's lives in a massive way because of the passion that I had for what I do today. And so I'll give you another example. I had a doctor that I worked with, uh, it was probably about a year, year and a half ago. And when I was working with him, he had about six or eight, he's a doctor, he believes in like holistic methods, and he had like six or eight different potential ways to add to his business and increase his business. But he was really struggling because he didn't know, because all of them looked good, all of the options looked good, you know, product lines that he was thinking about offering or services that he was thinking about offering, things that he was thinking about getting into. And when I started asking him questions to figure out what it is that really drives him to do what he, he does, because he didn't actually choose to become a doctor. He was sitting down with his parents. He's like, I don't know what I want to do. And they're like, well, you'd be a great doctor. And he thought, oh, that sounds great. And he ended up choosing a specialization and, and he specialized in allergies. And he's very successful, multimillionaire, and he's really great. He's got, a, you know, he's got himself, I think, four or five female assistants that work for him in his office. And when, it, when, we, when we talked and I asked him specific questions, like, well, why, why is it you do what you do? What's exciting about it? Because you know, obviously he achieved an extreme level of success, but the thing that came to his, that really popped to his mind when I asked him those questions, he's like, I just want to help people feel better. And that is his, was his particular driving force. He wanted to help people feel better. And I said, great. And it's like, so that's why you've been so successful at this business. And he's a lot more successful than most doctors that specialize in that what he does. Why? Because he has a passion for it. He loves helping people feel better. And so then when we looked at all of these six or eight potential services and products that he could potentially add to his practice, I said, look at it from that perspective. Anything that will help you help people feel better, those are things you should seriously consider. And anything else that's not aligned with that, you should discard it. I had a client that I was talking to the other day that I started to mention earlier in, in the video, and I've been coaching this guy for about a year, year and a half now, maybe two years, I guess, at this point. And he's always wanted to become an FBI agent. 
but he's a very successful attorney and he makes multiple six figures and he's very good at it. His clients love him. They really appreciate him. And so when we were talking the other day, you know, because you know, the FBI has a hiring freeze on and he really wants to, to do this. And then he's thinking about, OK, well, maybe I go work for the sheriff's department. Maybe I go work for the, some law enforcement or CIA or some kind of company like or some kind of entity like that. And then when I started asking him questions, it's like, what is if you were to boil down what it is that you want to do and why you want to do it, it's like, in one sense, what is it? And it boiled down to, he wants to protect and serve people. He wants to save people's lives. He wants to help people. He wants to protect them. Because he sees things going on in the world and he doesn't like it and it really fucking pisses him off. And he really owns it. I mean, he really, in his core, feels like he wants to protect people and he wants to serve people at the highest level. And I said, the way you got to look at it whether you're working in for a police department or a sheriff's office or you're working as an attorney or you have a private security company or you work for the CIA or the FBI or whatever it happens to be, those are just modalities that you can go about protecting and serving at the highest level. And he was like, oh, wow. He's like, that's really profound. I said, it's not so much that your dream is to be an FBI agent. You just looked at being an FBI agent and seeing that that matched what's really driving you internally, which is to protect and serve at the highest level. Because he's making multiple six figures. I said, if you go work for a government entity like that, you're going to be making a quarter or even less than what you're making now. If like, you go work as a regular police officer, you're going to go from making multiple six figures and driving an exotic car – to live, make maybe $30,000 a year, $25,000, $30,000 a year to start out with and you're going to be working really crappy hours and you might really enjoy the work but I'd like to see you continue to make multiple six figures and maybe even then some because you're in a great position. You have a great job. Your clients love you. You're making multiple six figures. He has no debt. All of his bills are paid for and he's got a lot of money saved because he's been doing this for many years and he's very successful at it. It's like you could take half of your salary, you could take 10 grand a month and just throw shit against the wall and test things. You could build a business in your garage on the side doing what you really want to do while you continue to make a really good income and enjoy a great lifestyle. Then you don't have to downsize. And so you start thinking, oh, wow. It's like, so whatever it is that you want to do, it's like once you understand what your driving force is, then you can look at a particular modality, whether it's working for somebody else, going and choosing a career path, going back to college, or maybe starting your own business. As long as it's aligned with your core values and what's really driving you to do what you do, you'll be very successful at it. And so this particular client I was talking to the other day, like now he's doing a bunch of research. Now he's looking at maybe potentially private security companies or anything to do with where he could protect and serve at the highest level, now he can look at it. He can explore those other options, the FBI or the CIA or anything like that. That just happens to be one or a couple of different modalities. And he's going to have to give up his time. He's going to give up a lot of freedom. He's going to take a massive pay cut. But there are other things that he can do that he can meet his desire and his need to protect and serve at the highest level where he doesn't have to basically completely destroy the great life and lifestyle that he's got for himself at this point. And so if you're at a place and you're trying to figure out 
what it is that, that drives you. If you've been watching this video or you maybe watched some of the videos I did, um, if you Google Corey Wayne, how to discover your purpose or discovering your purpose is a process or many of the other articles that I've written on this subject, if you'd like to get my help personally with figuring out and discovering your, pro your purpose, your mission in life, what it is that really drives you, go to my website and click the products tab on any page and select the option for choosing a phone or a Skype session with me and we can spend a whole hour on this topic and I promise you by the end of that hour, you'll know exactly what's driving you and then you can go out and start the process of doing research, either looking into a career path or potentially going to work for somebody else or maybe even starting a business on the, on the side if you already have a decent income and a decent paying job to where eventually maybe two, three, four, five years down the road, there are little business that you started in the garage. I mean, Amazon.com is one of the biggest companies in the world as far as retail. And guess what? They started in their garage. Apple Computer, they started out in Steve Jobs' parents' garage. So some of the, most, the biggest and most successful multi-billion dollar corporations started out in a garage. It's just simply an idea that the owners and the entrepreneurs had a passion and a vision for because what they wanted, what their driving force was, was totally aligned with their goals and their values and their heart. And you can see the fruits of their labor. It's like you solve a really massive problem, a really big pain that society and people have, you can make a shitload of money off of it. So again, if you'd like to get my help personally, go to my website, click the products tab on any page of your website and choose the option for booking a paid phone or Skype session with yours truly. And I will talk to you soon. <laughs>